welcome to episode four of the part we play. We are so happy to be back. I believe my sister gave me a stat today that around episode four, 44% of people quit their podcast on episode four. So we are so grateful to be here on episode four. Um, And we're just so happy that you guys are still tuning in. So our last episode was about spring break and we were talking about the benefits of travel and why it's important to take a break. And so hopefully everyone is feeling refreshed and ready for the last, what is it, six weeks of school. I know I'm ready for school to be over, even though most people are like, wait, but kids haven't been at school. Well, they have been at my school. So <laughs> we, we're, we're ready for a, a good earned break. Um, so what did we, so last we did spring break. Are we going now on week two that we came back from spring break? Yeah, yes. we're, we're already coming back on week two. So we, um, we did the big city thing. So it wasn't the most relaxing, but it was fun. I still yeah. felt recharged. Did you feel recharged? Yeah, we had fun. We went to the Dallas area, did a lot of eating. A lot of eating. Like, guys, I ate so much one time that I literally thought I was going to have an accident. We had amazing coffee, thanks to Deshaun. Yes, LDU coffee. So if you're in the Dallas area, North Dallas, the coffee is amazing. We did shopping. We went to the zoo. Camila, we took Camila to the zoo and she had so much fun. Loved it. That was last week or last episode. But this episode is going to be a little different because instead of me doing the fashion tip at the very end, I'm actually going to do it in the beginning because today's fashion tip is actually going to introduce um, the topic or the subject that we're going to be talking about today. So today's fashion tip, this one is, wow, this one is really important. I've seen some really bad things with this (laughs) fashion tip, and this is graduation attire. I, I feel like a lot of, I mean, I guess it just depends where you live and kind of the vibe of what city you live in. But I feel like you have these two people. People are either very dressed, almost like over the top, kind of, well, when I mean over the top, I mean like it's like club attire, Mm -hmm. or you have people that are severely underdressed, and it doesn't even seem like they're present for a graduation. So So are you talking about the the graduates themselves? I'm talking about everybody. everybody. Okay. I'm talking about your uncles, your cousins, everybody. So today's fashion tip is if you are a graduate, and this is more aimed towards the graduates, mm-hmm. if you are a graduate, female or male, women, girls, you are women, find a dress that fits your body type, please. Don't wear a pantsuit. Because that looks, it looks weird with the gown. Mm-hmm. If you want to change afterwards into a pantsuit, great. A power suit, love power suits. But for your actual graduation, you need a dress. You need something that compliments you. You need something that says classy, but you're ready to face the new challenges of life now that you're going to be a college student. Don't wear chunky white heels. Please do not. Or overly high heels. No. Wear a kitten heel wear something that is not going to give you major anxiety when you're or you're going to fall. Yeah. Yes. And then this is actually another tip. This one was from the Gilmore girls and this one was don't wear your hair in like too many curls because then you have like a weird crease with your cap. 
So try to wear it. Like if you want to do curls, do loose curls. And then because it does, it makes the, your hair like on the sides stick out. It yeah. does something weird. Um, and then for the men, wear a nice suit. Iron. Oh my gosh. Iron your stuff. That's another one that's bad. Yeah. Iron your gown. Iron your gown. Wait, do y'all. you iron them or do you steam them? Whatever steam you them. need to do. Iron them. Read the instructions. Yes. But please don't show up to your graduation looking like a cow or a camel chewed your stuff up. Like invest in, in, in this very important day. Um, and also men, please wear nice shoes. Sometimes you see guys that are wearing like, like that's pretty much all you're seeing. These clunky, ugly. Okay. If you don't want to wear, um, nice dress shoes, wear some like clean air force ones, at least that would be kind of cool. So if you're wearing Air Force Ones for graduation, tag me. I think that would be cool if you did that. Um, so anyway, that's have to be the, clean. Yes, clean. Not brown Air Force Ones. White, crisp, fresh Air Force Ones. So that's today's fashion tip. And you guys are like, wait, why are you guys talking about graduation? Well, this is graduation season. I feel like it's like when you come back from spring break. That's yeah. what everybody's talking about is graduation. Um, and so we wanted to talk about... We kind of were reminiscing about when we graduated. And as a matter of fact, high school. Yeah. We were um, thinking about the topic. And so today's title is Boundaries When You're 18 and You Think You're Bad. Mic drop. Um, you maybe you're like, wait, what? We were just kind of talking about this idea of, of, you know, when we were, we were in our teens or when we were 18, it's we been talking about all the dumb things we did. Yeah. We did some pretty dumb things, made some pretty not wise choices, but we were just kind of, you know, talking about just different things and even, even different things that we're seeing, um, in, in today's generation of 18 year olds and, and people that are going to be going into college. Um, and so, and also we wanted to introduce a new topic, kind of still staying in relationships, but now really gearing it towards boundaries. Um, and that's like a very broad topic. You can kind of talk about a lot of different things, but we mostly today, we wanted to talk about what boundaries look like when you were 18, um, or what they can look like. And so if you're a parent that's listening to this, um, I think this, these are some just, these are just tips or maybe just things that we're, we're sharing out of personal experience, you know, from our parents, from people that have mentored us that have been in our lives. And so we want it to be something that is, is encouraging and helpful. Why don't you kind of give us Ariana's definition of boundaries? What are boundaries? What is that all about? I think well, for me at least, I didn't, that was kind of a strange concept. When did we even start hearing about boundaries? I think Jen. Yeah. Jen introduced it to us, gosh, how many years ago? Maybe four or five years ago? I don't know. Jen, if you're listening to this, I don't know when you told us. But I remember Jen reading this book and it was kind of like, poof, like, yeah, was... like a light bulb went yeah. off and she started sharing this book with us. And so I, as a matter of fact, I read the book in Spanish, mm -hmm. which is called Limites in Spanish. Limites. Um, so for me, I I feel like I didn't really start, or I guess nobody really had a name for it, right? Boundaries, like kind of like your own little life. Like, your it's, like little it's like taking ownership of your life yes. and learning how to say no without feeling guilty. Yes. And I feel like doing it in a tactful way as Which well. Which is the, the title of the book, Dr. Yes. Townsend. Um, 
and Dr. Henry, Henry Cloud. Cloud, yeah. Um, but also having some tact when you say no yes. and in boundaries. And then with balance and backed by scripture and all of that yes. good stuff. Um, but I think for me, boundaries has meant, first of all, if you're like, okay, well, I don't really know, like, how do you even gauge that? To me, once you start resenting people, mm-hmm. I think that's when boundaries have been crossed in your life. Meaning, like when you feel like you're not in control of your life and yes. everybody's calling the shots for you. Exactly. And that's something that can happen. It happens a lot when you're single mm-hmm. because people think you have like all this spare time and you do, you do have more time than other people, but it's like, you still have to be in control of your schedule and not overextending yourself. So to me, at least for me personally, when I start feeling like my, my boundaries have been violated. It's when I start resenting people. And also that's just a lack of communication because a lot of times people don't even realize that they've crossed a boundary because you haven't communicated with them. Like, Hey, I don't like that. Or, Mm -hmm. Hey, I have this going on. So I can't add that to my plate. Mm -hmm. So part of boundaries is being a really good communicator, which I have historically struggled with because of culture and just different things. Um, so that's just kind of one of the things that you have to learn to be a good communicator, even though it can be sometimes awkward. And then you know how it is sometimes when you start putting boundaries on people, like they get like kind of shook, like, wait, what? You yeah. said no? They feel bad. They like, they almost reject it or, yeah. or like, man, something has changed in our relationship. Yeah. So that's what boundaries to me, that that's kind of like my definition so why don't you give us like um, a real life example, maybe between you and me, like, have you ever felt like you've had to put a boundary on me as a sister? I mean, yeah. Like, you know, sometimes you, okay. For instance, like you want me to be here every day for the most part, but yeah, don't act shocked. <laughs> you want me to be here every day or if Not I every single day, but for most of the, yes, Violeta wants me to be here every day guys. And <laughs> I think one of my boundaries with you is, is that you want me to spend the night. <laughs> That's so weird. You that do. That sounds so weird. I know. But it, but, but every once in a while on the weekend, if it's midnight and we're finishing up a movie, me and John tell you, why don't you just stay in the guest bedroom? But that's just like one of my things that I like to sleep in my own house, in my own bed. And I, because I'm thinking about the next morning and like, and I have like my whole little like rituals of, of how I like to drink my coffee and just all of these things. So for me, and I know that sounds like a dumb boundary, but that's just one of my things. Like I like to be in control of no I had a great time with y'all, but now I'm leaving to my house, to my space, to my place of comfort, Mm -hmm. which is my home. I think another good one too is um, you, you help us a lot with Camila. Mm -hmm. You and Jen watch Camila. Y'all take turns Wednesday nights while John and I are doing youth because she could stay at like um, the class for church, Mm -hmm. but she's already been there during daycare. So I don't like having her there like so many hours. So anyway, you guys volunteered, like I don't pay you. Yeah. Or I don't know if you volunteered or I asked you, something happened, but 
it's kind of like one of those things where I try to ask, are you available? I don't take it for like, oh no, they have, you know, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what the week looks like they have committed and this is what it is. I try to be respectful of your time and like know that, man, you're doing, you're doing this as a big favor to me and you don't have to. Well, and, and so if, if something comes up, you could say... I'm sorry, I'm not able yeah. to. And, I, and that has happened where if I had a really crazy week or something happens and I'm like, hey, I, you know, I'm not able to, it. I just can't do it. And yeah, but, but I think we've established boundaries. We've kind of, we've, we've had to learn how to manage it within ourselves, with our parents. So, you know, it, it's, it's a tricky kind of sometimes awkward, uncomfortable thing. But I think that it's important because like, for instance, like me, if I didn't have boundaries in my life, I wouldn't be able to do the things that I'm able to do with like teaching Spanish on the weekends, doing the podcast. Like who is that? I, I don't know who's, who said this, but it's like, what is, or is it Craig Rochelle that says, whatever you say yes to, or how does that saying go? You're saying no to something else. Yes. Like the moment you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes, you know, the more free spirit personalities which I'm kind of like caught in the middle because with my personality sometimes I do want to say yes to everything and I do sometimes think that I have the bandwidth because in my mind I'm like well I don't have to cook dinner for anybody I'm not married to anybody I don't have children or whatever but it's like even as a single person you still have to create a life of boundaries and good habits otherwise you don't get to do you know you're cool not as things. effective yeah you're not as effective in your field of work or whatever Okay. So that's just us talking a little bit about boundaries. Yeah, introducing boundaries. Yeah. So taking it back to when you're 18 and you think you're bad since it's graduation season. Yeah. Um, what are something, what is something that you did at 18 that you thought, man, I'm bad? I remember being in college and I, you know, I didn't, I had like a few scholarships, but I still had to pay a lot of my own college. So in my mind, I had this thing about where I'm like, well, I'm helping mom and dad by paying for my own school. Like it was a weird like chip on my shoulder thing that I thought proud of that. I was very proud of the fact that I was paying for my own college. Well, I'll never forget like one day I, I like sets, I, you know, and I was living, so I was living at home until I was 21. I went to college. I came to college here in Hobbs at the USW. So my parents were gracious enough to be like, Hey, we can't help you with college, but you can live in our house rent free. You don't have to worry about groceries. And y'all, my mom cooked mm -hmm. like dinner every single night. So I didn't do the whole experience of ramen noodles and busted food. No, I had my mom's home cooked meals like every single day. So that was a pretty decent setup. Mm -hmm. So I remember being like 18 and I'm me having this like chip on my shoulder of, oh, I'm, you know, I'm working and I'm like going and giving my entire check to school and, you know, kind of like a martyr thing, like, oh, <laughs> woe is me. Right. And then I remember I, I don't know what, something, my dad and I had some type of argument or disagreement on something. And I remember him telling me like, oh, so you think you're independent, huh? And I was like, yeah, I'm independent. And he's like, okay, well then how about now your mom doesn't pay for your car payment. And now I stopped paying your car insurance, which at the time was like over $300 because of my age. And then he's like, and then, um, what else did he tell me? Oh, and then you won't be on your mom's medical insurance anymore. Because that's being in, in, truly independent. He's like, oh, and you leave the house. 
so I remember in that moment, like I'll never forget we were in his, in his room, in his room and he's in the bathroom mm. doing something and we're having this conversation and it dawned on me right then and there. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not independent. I'm literally doing like a really small percentage. Like they're still literally facilitating every aspect of my life. I'm just doing like 10% of what I thought was like my independence, right? So you thought when you were 18 or while you were in college and dad gave you like these ultimatums, you thought he was being harsh. Yes, I did. Because, because at the time I had other friends that were in college and they were living a very different experience than I was. So I felt like I was getting this crummy short end of the deal college experience, not realizing that Number one, God was protecting me. Mm -hmm. And then number two, it was, I was being trained. Mm -hmm. And I think now, nowadays, and like, I'm including myself in that mix too, is that it's like Americans, we're, we're a little spoiled, right? So we want to have this like amazing, like college experience, but sometimes not everybody's college experience is going to be this like amazing movies, you know, like even like Aurora Gilmore, right? right? Mm -hmm. It's not going to be, you're going to go to Yale and your grandparents are going to pay for everything and you're going to have a billionaire boyfriend. No, your college experience is going to be like, maybe you have two jobs mm -hmm. and you have to go to school online so that you can get a degree at the end of the day. And what I didn't realize at the time was that mom and dad were like building this like inner, I don't know, like an inner grind, whatever of you just got to do what you got to do to, to figure it out in college. And, and I think something that helped me was that I knew mom and dad, they didn't have a problem letting us fail. Like there wasn't going to be that safety net of, well, if I fail a class, mom's going to pay those $1,500. Is that for how that much it costs? About in the USW, it's pretty expensive. But do you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I always knew, I'm like, I, I can't, you know, you can't really jack up because there's not going to be that that safety net. And hey, guys, well, like, this is not us saying, wow, our mom and, and our dad were just like these, you know, these sergeants. But it's crazy looking back now. I, I, I'm really grateful. I don't know if you're grateful for that, but I'm really grateful. I'm grateful. <laughs> Duh. But I'm just saying like it teaches you to be, it teaches you to value things when you're having to pay for stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I remember I had to pay for a class that I failed. Mm -hmm. Like that sucks. Mm -hmm. This is kind of a funny thing, but you remember, and I'm keep going back to the Gilmore girls just because I've, I've, I've restarted again for like the 10th time. But you remember when Rory and and um, Paris graduated and Paris starts telling Rory all these awful statistics about the valedictorians, mm -hmm. about how valedictorians don't. And it's a weird statistic about basically they kind of like underachieve in real life. Yeah. And so, and obviously if you're a valedictorian right now, we're not saying that you're not going to do good in life, but this is just a stat out there. Um, we, you know, we obviously do place great value in academia and going to college because I do believe that, you know, some doors will not be open to you if you do not have a college education. Mm -hmm. Like that's just, you know. Well, I think, I think that's true, but I also think there's another breed of people, your yeah. entrepreneurs yeah, for sure. who completely just break that. Yeah. But for most people, yeah, like me and you, 
I'm not going to come up with this crazy patent. I'm yeah. not going to come up with the Facebook. I'm not going to go and like blow up the real estate market. So I did need college yeah, to, but if to you, but help if me you, land a job. But if you want to move to LA, to Brooklyn, mm-hmm. to, to Dallas, you do need a degree. To some of these bigger metropolis cities if yes you, for if, the most part yes. yes unless you're one of these like I'm mark saying, zuckerberg no, didn't no, need a degree i'm just saying though because some people think you know because they think if, they're going to be that yes mm-hmm. or not just that but i think sometimes in our community mm-hmm. we're so big on oil mm-hmm. and so that we kind of like well you don't need a degree but not everybody's going to go work in the oil field. Mm-hmm. Like not all women are going to go work. Not to say that, and now if you go and do that, that's awesome. Go be a petroleum engineer. But what I'm saying is that the majority of people, they do need a college education. Mm-hmm. Like there's like this small percentage of outliers mm-hmm. that don't need that. And then I think too, though, sometimes with the degree, it's just, it's the thing of finishing something. Yeah. It's not even so much because some people get a degree and they don't even use the degree that they're using. To right. me, it's just sticking with something, finishing something. And then, like I said, you know, if you have dreams later on, like of being a professor or doing things like that, well, then you do need a degree. Yeah. It's like certain fields or whatever. Um, but, you know, that's just kind of some some free nuggets. So when you were 18, you thought you were bad and you knew everything? Yes. Why do most 18-year-olds think they know everything? And I'll just say this about me. I think my, that phase, that attitude, I think I hit it a little later yeah, than 18. I it was, so. I think, more like in college, yeah. after college. Um, I, I was telling you this earlier, but I think 18-year-olds, you're kind of like a toddler. You know how toddlers, it's like... They start gaining this new sense of independence. I, I think that's a little disrespectful to an 18-year-old. No, listen. No, 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 no. This is what I'm trying to say. This is why I'm I'm comparing them to a toddler. It's like when a toddler is about to be three and they outgrow a classroom. And I'm and I'm sharing this because I'm a child care director and I see this all the time. When a child outgrows a space, they start acting out, right? Because they want more freedom, they want more independence. More so I think more challenges. So I think when you're 18 and depending on what your relationship is with your parents, sometimes you feel like your parents don't completely understand. Like, you know, you're like, mom, dad, it's cause I have these big dreams or I want to do this or I want to do that. And sometimes your parents are like, oh, well, cool that you have those dreams, but your room's disgusting. Like, what are you, <laughs> what are you going to do with those big dreams if you're nasty? Mm-hmm. Like, right. You know how parents are like, they'll just like bring you back down. So I think when you're 18, it's like you're ready to spread your wings, like the Dixie Chick song. The what is it called? The the 18 year olds don't know that song. Okay, never mind. I'm just saying wide open spaces. Yes, like that's how I felt. Like I felt constricted. Like you know, I had all these plans, dreams, things that I wanted to do. And so when you're 18, I just feel like you hit this second, like this other phase of like growth, and it's like you want more independence. But I think sometimes that's where you clash with your parents because you want to be independent, but it's like, but you really aren't because your parents are still paying all your bills. And guys, I'm just going to say this right now. If your parents are paying for your bills and you're 18, you're not independent. Like, and that's, that's fine. Yeah, there's that's, no, that's normal. But don't act like you don't need your parents. Yeah. And don't disrespect them. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like I said, I lived at home until I was 21. So guess what that meant? That meant. 
that if mom and dad said you need your tail needs to be here by 1 a.m or whatever the curfew was it was never that late i'm just saying if they said that uh-huh. then that's what then that's what happened. Mm-hmm. And if anybody here knows Hector Estreo, you didn't you didn't play with that. Like you listened to the curfew because if not, bad stuff was gonna happen. So if you are living with your parents right now, or if or or maybe you're gonna graduate and you're gonna go off to college, if they're still depositing money into your account, there's yeah, they they're still your boss. Mm-hmm. They still get to you know, and I don't believe in that whole I'm gonna give my kids stuff and there's no strings attached. No. If I'm funding your life, there will be strings attached and you're not just going to get to do whatever you want because money doesn't just fall from the sky. Mm -hmm. Like that's hard earned money. That's somebody's hard earned money. Mm -hmm. And I know with the stimulus and with all this stuff, people think that money's just free and it's not like that's coming from somewhere. That's coming from our children's future. Mm -hmm. Just so that y'all know that Mm -hmm. like there's probably not going to be social security, right? Like by the time Camila, like that's yeah. So anyway. That's just. <laughs> so whenever we're talking about when you're 18 and you think you're bad, what do you think are some good um, remedies for that that attitude of, you know, and in some people in you, it was very obvious because your personality is very direct. Mm-hmm. And someone like me, I was not as direct. So, My parents- so I did, I did have that, like, I think I know everything, but it was more subtle. So what, what I'm trying to say is that we all go through it, whether yeah. it's in your face or not, there's like an underlying attitude of don't tell me anything. Mm-hmm. I've got it. So what would you say to, you know, and a, a lot of, not to knock 18 year olds, it's such a great time in your life where mm-hmm. It's exciting. You have your whole future ahead of you. And it's just, it's such a great time. It's like an in-between of being a kid and an adult. A kid and an adult. It's like you get all the benefits of being an adult, kind of. Yeah. But you still get to, you don't have the full pressure and responsibility. So it's a great, it's such a great time in your life. Yeah, for sure. And I think if you... If you surround yourself with good people and you make good choices, it just it just keeps getting better and better. But it's like the beginning of such a great time. Great so season. what would yeah, what would you say to to eighteen year olds um, in dealing with mentors or parents, teachers, coaches? What are some good ways to avoid that smug attitude of I'm eighteen and I I'm think- bad? I would say, and this is just something that I wish I would have done more, is like stop talking and listen more. You know, because like I said, I was very opinionated. I still am. And so something that I've had to really work on is other people have lived longer than you and they've messed up. And so they're telling the, they're telling you these things because they don't want to see you hurt and they don't want you to see you go down the same path they went. Or maybe they want you to do it in an easier way. Mm-hmm. Like they don't want you to have to, you know, learn, learn the hard way. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm like, man, take people's advice. Like, don't, why would you want to like be hard headed and be like, no, I'm going to do it my way. And it's like, okay, well then do it your way. And we'll see how far that gets you. That may get you into debt, unnecessary debt. Um, you know, if you have to do student loans, just, I just really believe that, you know, like their safety, you know, the Bible talks about how in the multitude of counselors, their safety. So if you're an 18 year old, like your brain still isn't even fully developed. Like 
those are very crucial times of your life. It's like, remember we were talking about in high school, a lot of times people think that what you do in high school doesn't affect the rest of your life. And it does Mm -hmm. in a split second, one bad choice in high school can derail the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. So if you're in, you're like at the cusp of graduation. Yeah. Smoke the wrong weed and see if that doesn't derail your life. Mm -hmm. Go to the wrong party Mm -hmm. and see if, you know, and I think this has happened in Hobbs. Mm-hmm. People being at the wrong party and someone goes and shoots it up. Mm-hmm. Like these are real things that you have to think about that. Okay, I'm 18, but there's still consequences and there's still responsibility mm-hmm. on your plate. Mm-hmm. So yeah, my advice is talk less, listen more. That's good stuff. So what are some areas that, and we're going to get close to wrapping this up. Um, what are some areas that you wish you would you would have been more trained in, in your kind of adolescent years? I think for me, I wish we'd have, I wish I would have been more trained in finances, Mm. like being better at, you know, maybe hustling a little bit more. Um, I wish I would have gone those student loans. I I wish I would have taken my time more with college. Like, I don't know why I was in such a rush. Mm -hmm. Cause I think every part of my life, I always want to do things quick. Like, let's just get it over with. Mm-hmm. So I I think in college, and I, I was a little lazy with scholarships because I didn't want to write papers. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, so guys, if you're right now applying for scholarships, write the papers. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be apply, lazy. Apply, apply, apply. apply, apply. Um, I wish I would have asked more questions to counselors about mm-hmm. that. Just looking back on mm-hmm. things like that. Um, what else? I, I I think that was one of, that's been one of like my bigger regrets. I think you said something about communication. Communication. Um, and communication. Oh yeah. I, I, I think that I would have liked being better at communicating. Cause I think when I was like in my early, like 18, 19, I kind of had the personality of, yes, I, I was very opinionated, but when things like we're going wrong or I I felt like I didn't want to bother mom and dad or other people. So I would like be burdened by myself, Mm -hmm. like going through things as a college student. Like I wouldn't tell other people. Mm -hmm. I would just be like, no, I'm going to figure it out. Mm -hmm. You know, that whole like independent spirit type Mm -hmm. of thing Mm -hmm. where, and so that's not a good thing. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, like be a hard worker and everything, but it's like, that's why, you know, when you're 18, you're still a kid. Mm -hmm. Like you're still you can ask people, yeah, yeah, like ask people for help. So I wish that I would have been better at finances and asking for more people for help. Cause like I said, I was one of those people that I, sometimes I would internalize things and I would be like, no, I'm not going to, you know, cause I'm going to look like a failure or I'm going to look like I can't handle it or, you know, so I think asking people for more help. So don't be afraid of, of asking people for help, reaching out for help. Yeah. I remember we, you and I, we knew that we weren't going to be able to, um, we knew we were going to have to get help for applying to college, picking the right credits, mm-hmm. um, all that kind of stuff. And something really cool about mom and dad is that they were so they were so smart and aware of what they could help us in. And then yeah. they always pointed us to people like, why don't you ask, you know, pastors for help? Why don't you ask Jen? Why don't you ask Elaine? They had the attitude of figure it out. Like if my dad asked us to do something, if mom asked us to do something, number one, we, we had to do it until it was done right. And number two, it was like, no, figure it out. And so I think a lot of times 
you know, you go to stores and see you see some of these young kids and they don't know where anything is at and everyone's like lost up in space. Are you talking you know, about employees? That employees that are, they're teenagers. Mm-hmm. They're teenagers. So I sometimes feel bad. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, man, I'm like, these poor kids just weren't trained. Mm-hmm. Some, some of that is just, it's not even really their fault. Like, and, and you, you know, can't be mad at them A lot for of that. times you don't, you're not going to learn and be trained in every single aspect. And so you really start to get trained as you get a job mm-hmm. and people take the time with you to teach But you. I think one of the things that I just felt like mom and dad really did help us on, like work with mom and dad and like working for Elaine was the figure it out part mm-hmm. that I, I, I feel like that really helped me later in life, life in with certain things of like, no, you don't just give up because it didn't come easy yeah. or because the answer didn't just come right away. Like, no, you figure it out. Like let's, let's have a figure it out attitude. Like there's always an answer for most problems. And then you, you talked about this earlier, how you, yes, having a figure it out attitude, like, not giving up and quitting, but in figuring it out, you can ask people for help. Exactly. But you can't get that help if you're not willing to let somebody teach you. Like yeah, if you, you have, have all, humble. if you have all the answers, no, you have to be humble. Yeah. And I so, remember a few times, like me having kind of a, 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 you know, a snotty attitude and Elaine being like, okay, well then you do it on your own. Mm-hmm. Then you don't need my help. Like then you figure it out. And you're like, no, no, I'm just kidding. Like, you take it back. Please so, help me. Yeah, so please help me. So, yeah, like, then you also have to have humility. You have to be humble because, like, you can't, like, nobody, no, no one's God. Like, mm-hmm. we we need each other and we need help. Yes. So what are, you, you deal with hiring um, people and in your interactions and in your classes and different things that you see. What are some, if you could think of, three aspects where you said, man, if you were trained in these three aspects, you would really be at a good place. So if you had, let's say you had a teenager, what are three things that you would be training them in? It could be spiritual, it could be practical, it could be academic, whatever. Well, obviously the first and the most important is spiritual. Like, you know, we were raised very much God is number one. We went to church, we went to private school and then not just that, but we saw mom live it. Mm -hmm. You know, like mom was, was such a great example of, you know, praying in the morning and just different things that she did. So to me, number one, like nothing else really matters Mm -hmm. if that's like not, if that's not in place of you actually like raising your children in the things of God and having a quiet time with them, teaching them how to pray, teaching them the word, like investing. To me, that's like, that goes without saying. Like, if you're not even doing that, like nothing else matters. Like to me, that's the more most important thing. Um, but then I think number two, and this is just something that I'm like, wow, I've really turned into my father's daughter is speed. Mm-hmm. I am big. And it's not even so much that you have to do things in, in, in a fast way, but I am very much of the, you know, kind of old school. If, if I tell someone something, especially, you know, I'm a child care director. So if I tell a child something, I'm not going to tell them 10 times. You're going to know the first time, like you're going to do it the first time. So that would be another thing that I would teach if I had children or whatever is speed. Like you're going to do it when mom says the first time. Because that's the way we were raised. Like, my dad didn't do that whole thing of, oh, well, when you decide to. No, 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 no. It's when I told, tell you the first time. And we were raised where, you know, because I know some parents are like, well, that's not possible. It is. It's possible. Your children can have a holy 
fear and respect of you in, you know, in a safe, you know, but yes, that to me is very important is speed. And then number three, moving with a sense of urgency. Yes. Move with a sense of urgency. Like don't be lollygagging around like that irritates me. Just thinking about it irritates me. Um, and then number three is probably taking initiative. Like me not having to tell you or think for you, like take initiative. So yeah, I think that those are some of our tips for boundaries when you're 18 and you think you're bad. Um, We appreciate you guys listening to this podcast. And so if you guys have any questions or if you have any recommendations, um, we're going to be doing, I'm going to be posting something so that you guys can give us ideas on different topics about boundaries. Because like I said, we're going to start, we're starting this boundary um, um, kind of episodes. So if you guys have any questions or anything like that, please send me a DM. And also this is like a major plug. I still have several sweatshirts left to sell. So if you guys want a sweatshirt, hit me up, DM me. I have a few sizes left and I think that that is it for today.